0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. Here's your host, Sam Rafus. Happy Wednesday, life is all about perception positive versus negative whichever you choose will affect and more than likely reflect your outclu- outcomes and that is from Sonia Techlai a uh, musician i was looking for some information for today's episode because i knew we were going to be talking about perception and when i came across that quote i thought that was pretty cool So, you know, I can honestly say I had this philosophy drilled into me since I was born. My earliest memories with my parents and family are, no matter what happened, I recall the words, you get to choose. All the time, growing up. Sammy, you get to choose whether you're happy or sad. You get to choose whether you give up when the going gets hard or you focus or you need to focus on your goal. No matter what happened, I recall that consistent theme. You are responsible for how you feel and how you act, period. And I refer to my kids all the time, and I say that to my daughters, and we always say we're not going to say what our parents said, all the things that frustrated us when we were growing up, but I think it's the good nuggets that come out uh, when we're, when we're doing that with our kids so if you haven't guessed it already today's show is all about perception and one of my all-time favorite people that influenced my life is the late Wayne Dyer the quote of his that's etched in my brain if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change with that brings me to my guest because when we look at what he is going to talk about, things change. And you'll see what I mean as we get more into it. Uh, Let's see. We're talking about specifically inspiration through perception. And again, you'll see what I mean when you hear a story and our discussion. On today's show is Dane Short. Dane started his first business days after graduating from UNLV, and as a person being in Canada, I thought, I have to look up what UNLV is, and that's the Mm -hmm. University of Nevada at Las Vegas. Yes. So, Dane graduated with a degree in marketing... And he took a doodle that was his mother's and created that his mother had created and developed a line of inspirational jewelry that went on to become a best-selling item on QBC. The doodle better known as Zimbal contains every letter of the alphabet and every number hidden within it. And when I first saw it, I, all I could think of was that's the coolest thing I've ever seen (laughs) besides the fact that I love jewelry and I love the, the jewelry that's created from this. So welcome, Dane.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I, I really appreciated it. And, uh, I love your intro there talking about perception and kind of being in control of your life, you know, based on your thoughts and, you know, your thoughts create your reality and, um, I think it could have been a little bit of a curveball saying that this episode actually was about jewelry, but I think as I get into the story and talk a little bit more about it, people will understand kind of where we're coming from on this.
0: Exactly. So start us off. I'm happy you're here today. I'm I'm happy to talk about perception. I love jewelry. So bring us to the story of, you know, tell us your backstory.
1: Yes, so um, a couple of years ago, my lovely mother Sally Short was randomly doodling and she ended up writing down the phrase, love is all you need, but what she did was stacked each letter on top of the next and then she put a peace sign on top of it. So she, had loved, she loved the way the design looked, loved that it said love is all you need with a peace sign, decided to send it off to be cast as a pendant for herself. When the pendant came back, um, this was actually during my senior year in college. My sister and I were both away. We were visiting for um, Thanksgiving break. She had been talking on the phone about this, this pendant that she made and love is all you need with a peace sign and just kind of all this stuff. And she's always been pretty artsy, so sometimes she goes on these little rants. And I think both my sister and I were both kind of like, oh, oh yeah, okay, whatever, just kind of brushing her off. Um, it's a mom
0: back- thing.
1: Yeah, total mom thing, and she we when we used to tell the story would say she's an old hippie, but she made us change that to original hippie rather than old hippie. But <laughs> just being I like that. Brand, on brand with uh, <laughs> love is all you need and everything. So, um, ended up coming home for the holidays for Thanksgiving and saw the pendant that she was wearing, and it, it really struck me. And, it, and both my sister and I were like, "Wow!" So that's that's the pendant you've been talking about. That's that's really cool. Didn't think much more of it, but later that night she had taken the pendant off and it was sitting uh, sideways on a table. And both my sister and I noticed that there was a obvious K sticking out in the pendant. And so we kind of went back to my mom. We're like, Mom, I thought you just said that this said love is all you need with a peace sign. Why is there a K right there? She said there is no K. We proceeded to show it to her. And from there, it got us curious to look for more letters Um And we ended up sitting down as a family and from her exact doodle uncovered every letter of the alphabet as well as every number hidden in plain sight within it, which was super random. Um, But what it did is it gave us the idea that since there's every letter of the alphabet and every number hidden within it, it could represent anything to anybody at any time right? So it could be that when I'm wearing a zimbal, um, it has my personal message in it. And I like to wear my zimbal with a daily affirmation or something that I'm focused on or something that I'm grateful for, but you and everybody else out there that's listening could be wearing the exact same design and it is going to represent something completely different and unique to each person. So it's kind of, there was a little bit of a light bulb moment actually, um, my mom was, was downtown in Durango where we're from. And she ran into one or one of her friends and she was wearing the design shortly after we uncovered the alphabet. And the lady kind of stopped her and it's, it's, it's a striking piece. It's a conversation piece. And the lady said, Oh, that's, that's really cool. Like, what is that? And my mom proceeded to tell her the story about the doodle and that we had just found the alphabet. And the lady kind of just looked up in the sky and she goes, so my grandkids names are in there. And it kind of took my mom a second. She's like, uh, yes, yes, your grandkids names. And she's like, I would like to buy one of those, you know, before we even started, uh, selling the jewelry or anything. So it was really kind of a serendipitous, um, thing that
0: that you, you, before that you hadn't thought of selling it. No, no. It was that moment in time when somebody said, Hey, I want that.
1: Yeah. And that, so that sparked it on her end, <clears throat> a little bit on my end. I mean, obviously her intention was only to make the one pendant and, and never make any more than that. Yeah. It just so happened in in talking about serendipity that um, during this time, since I was getting my degree in marketing and, and had been studying for the last couple of years about businesses, when we did find the alphabet and I kind of started thinking like, wow, you know, this, this could be, this could be something that could relate to a lot of people and, and be a positive impact on people. So when I went back to school that fall, um, I ended up speaking with some of my professors and uh, told them kind of what I was thinking. And they're the ones that actually helped me formulate um, a business plan that, that I ended up writing during my last semester and uh, was able to submit and get funding for like days before I graduated and then was very lucky to be able to um Pretty much walk from the podium to uh, to starting a business, which was really cool and unique, and very grateful that that happened.
0: How many years ago was that?
1: So that was like two thousand nine.
0: So almost ten years, and what what's the what's the trajectory from then to now?
1: Yeah, and so it's been. There's obviously kind of this this big evolution of, of how it happened. You know, you go from studying in the classroom and when you're doing that, you are spending hypothetical money selling a hypothetical (laughs) product. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. And so, you know, for years we were writing these marketing plans for these, these fake companies. And it's like, if we place an ad into this magazine, X amount of people will see it. And statistically X amount of people will then buy it. So the business plan, and I love some of the professors that I had, um, but the business plan that they helped me write, um, the first eight months of the business essentially fell flat on there. We fell flat on our face because I was executing all these really classroom based marketing campaigns, um, that just weren't really panning out. And, um, Uh, like I said, about eight months into the business, we were kind of at square one, like nothing had really progressed. And so we had to take a step back and figure out like, what is the best way to sell simple? It's a product where it's a story driven product, 100%. So, you know, how do you go about getting the story out uh, on a limited budget, um, knowing that some of these, these marketing plans that you that we originally had weren't necessarily going to going to come out. Um, so fake money is different than real money. It's, it's a little bit different. (laughs) I think most people out there would agree with that.
0: (laughs) And I, and I'm laughing, but, and it's not funny, but as entrepreneurs, you know, how many, how many times is that you, you do need to spend money to find out sometimes. Totally.
1: Yeah. You got to swing the bat and you got to be out there and you can't, you know, you can't be scared of, of of getting out there and and some some things work for some people and some things don't work for other people that you know we'll we'll get into a little bit more down the down the road here as we kind of progress with this interview but you know SEO and Google AdWords for some products are just great and then other products when they're really niche like ours or they require kind of this personal one-on-one um story it some of that stuff just just falls flat. Whereas, you know, if you're selling cell phone cases or something like that, um, where someone's just looking to buy and you're looking to have the cheapest price that you can get out there and just capture a lot more people. And I, I think a lot of people listening will will be able to relate with that just because I know kind of in the, the e-woman community, it's not people selling cheap stuff and trying to make a quick buck.
0: Yeah, and I love how you mentioned e Women because we're on the e Women uh podcast network, which I love being a part of. And yes, you're a male, but you're part of the e women network. We have entrepreneurs from all walks of life. Um and oh speaking of that, you're you're in Austin tomorrow for the RISE summit? Um
1: D- D- Sandra
0: D- Yancey,
1: yeah D- yeah, yeah, dallas she was, tomorrow, yes,
0: oh Dallas, okay, so she's back in dallas we're yes. we're doing a little segue here, listeners, we're just reminiscing Sandra Yancey, the founder of e women, uh was in calgary mid march, so um, for the rise uh Time, time to rise entrepreneurial summit and Dane gets to see her tomorrow. So on a side note, say hello tomorrow. Um, let's get back to um, our entrepreneurial pursuits here and back to perception and Zimbal and talking about story based. So what, when you're talking about the story and because this is love brand you, what are the values that come from the brand because when it's story based you you're bringing out not only your values but the values to the people that Zimbal interests
1: totally yeah, and so i mean our our mission is to impact people's lives in a positive way through Zimbal, whether that is a customer who has uh, purchase a zimbal or receive zimbal as a gift, um, wearing the product with their daily inspirational message. And like I had mentioned before, you know, I will change my message every day just because it to me is this daily inspiration that changes and evolves with me. But there are a lot of people that have one name, date, or phrase in their symbol and and it's something special to them. We we just got an order this morning and a lady um, is gifting it to her friend and it says, San Francisco March, going to know that there is obviously, you know, that was either the date they met or something important. So it's impacting people's lives in a positive way. And, and we also have Zimbologists that that are in our network who kind of have their own zimble business. And in that regard, we're able to impact their life in a positive way by kind of giving them their own business and entrepreneurial um, journey that they're going on. As far as other core values go, uh, authenticity is something that's huge. Um, our story was not manufactured uh, manufactured by a marketing agency. Like, it, it is a real story that happened. And my brand is my family because my mom created this doodle, my sister, and I found it. Like, it, it'd be tough to find another product that someone could be more closely related to in regards to just every time I tell the story, it's, you know, my mother doodled it or my sister and I found it. So it's really big that people know when we're interacting with them, that we are authentically, um, telling the story. And that's, you know, people of all ages and all walks of life. Compassion is something that's really big, um, that my, my family and I talk about a lot. Um, we hear a lot of inspirational stories from people and I want to know that, um, I'm empathetic with, with their stories that they, they come to us with, uh, just, I think a few weeks ago, a lady, um, who lives in Canada, by the way, I'm not sure where she had gotten a Zimbal a couple of years ago and, um, her son had passed away, uh, last year and she's loved Zimbal for years. So she reached out to us and had tattooed Zimbal on her arm with her son's initials, on the top and the year he was born and the year he passed, um, on the right and left side. And she just kind of reached out to say like, Hey, I, I just Zimbal means a lot to me. And then tells me the whole story about her son and kind of goes into detail and said, like, I wanted to honor him by, by getting Zimbal tattooed, which is almost, I mean, that's just something that's tough to even react to because it's, it's so personal. And, um, so the 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 compassion there and the and the empathy are just things that that we really focus on and, and are very important to us um, and and there's a lot more stories like that there there seems to be a very emotional reaction with some people um, when they see Zimbal if we're at a, a show for example, we have uh, kind of a big Zimbal that's up on our uh, banner and uh, just recently this this lady was there kind of an, an older lady and she kind of was looking from a distance and uh a little perplexed and then kind of walked up and is like, what is this symbol? And I was, I, I proceeded to tell her the story and she started crying while I was telling the story and said that um, when she walked by, she looked over and she saw a J and a T, which are her husband's initials, her husband of like 55 years who had just passed away that week before. And like when she saw the design, had no idea the alphabet was in there or anything, she just straight up saw his initials. And, uh, so stuff like that is just it's just so rewarding um, and you know us being authentic and compassion um, compassionate and and letting them know that we're we're feeling them um, is really important to to who we are and our brand. our family brand really is is what I should be calling this because it's not necessarily as much of a company brand as it is a family brand
0: and as I'm hearing you. I'm no wonder as a marketer too, no wonder traditional marketing methods weren't working at the beginning. Yes. Well, and and even now, and and you and I've talked about it before that jewelry is beautiful and people are attracted to jewelry, but a product like this, if it is sitting in a jewelry store or if it's sitting amongst other products, there is going to be nothing that, draws the person to it like this story does like we are all touched oh. by a story we are all touched by our our own um events that happen in our life and and i i listeners you can't see it but i can see the zim the zimble symbol behind dane that is on his wall and the necklace he's wearing i can pick out letters from that I get, they can jump out at me and think of my children or my father who's passed away and, you know, is with me every day or something that is meaningful for me, but you don't get that without knowing the story or knowing the impact of, of, of your family story.
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, You know, and that, I think that kind of ties into what we were going to talk about next with the, in regards to, you know, the biggest obstacle we've faced is the story of the product, which is, is kind of funny. It's, it's a double-edged sword in that regard. It's, we, we do have this product that, that empowers and impacts people's lives and and touches them. But at the same time, when we're, we're talking about a business obstacle, it's, it's how, how do we get that story out? And you know, I shared earlier about the discrepancy between the classroom and the real world and we kind of went on that journey and along that way we, we did meet a bunch of store owners um, and ended up going into a few mom and pop sh- uh, stores where the product actually was moving decently um, which then kind of led us to start going to wholesale shows in Dallas and Atlanta um, which are very big investments um you know those shows are thousands of dollars you yes. have to travel and set up your booth and everything and we we started going to these um wholesale shows and actually writing orders with buyers so all of a sudden we're kind of getting some traction by getting in stores and writing purchase orders and um after a couple months though we we started to find out that we we just weren't selling in the bigger stores and you know you come to find out that the mom and pop store where the buyer was the person that's then in the store every day it's her store she's telling it he or she and they're telling the story and it's selling the stores that were you know had five or six little um chains or whatever it just doesn't sell there because because that story isn't isn't being told um and really that's it's kind of funny um whether Sandra or anyone at eWomen really knows it was uh, actually very pivotal, uh, E Women Network was really crucial to, to our success because we were able to, um, I went to E Women Network event in probably 2010 or 11 in Austin, uh, kind of around the time that wholesale sales were kind of falling off. What are we going to do next? As a family, we had kind of decided that, you know, if, if we are going to be able to tell the story to as many people uh, at the same time, we, we, we need to get on QVC or, or HSN. Um, that's really kind of the Super Bowl for us and um, one of those things I know a lot of people listening go to a networking event and you just you maybe don't get anything out of it immediately but you meet someone and then that person introduces you to another person that's kind of hap- what happened with, with me um, in regards to e-women I, I definitely had a, a positive impact at the meetings immediately um, but I had met someone there who knew someone um, whose friend was a host at, on home shopping network so like you know, it was kind of the three degrees of separation, but by going to eWomen and just having them so open to, to sharing their contacts, we ended up meeting up with a host from HSN, who then went on to pitch Zimbal to Home Shopping Network. And she wanted to pitch it herself, so we created all this marketing material and I tried to tell her the story when she went in to meet with a buyer at HSN they shot it down and I knew then that it, it was the fact that I I'd never even met her you know like she she kind of got what Zimbal was but she didn't she had some samples we sent her but I think she was just kind of thinking of it as another quick jewelry product that she was going to pitch um so she fortunately after she um after she got turned down, she knew someone who was a rep at QVC. When I was introduced to that person, I told him, "Yes, we would love to pitch to QVC, but I need to be the one that goes to the meeting with the buyer. Um, if not, like we we don't want that to happen again." And that. Then and resulted- I love that you
0: said that. And I want to start yeah. there because I want I want the listener to to get that that yes that was the pivot. Well, two pivotal points. Two pivotal points that when you connect with the right individuals and you are in your right community for you, and again, you and I are both lovers of e-women, but the community yes. of e-women is such that we give first, share always, lift each other up. That is the value of e-women and, you know, again, Sandra Yancey saying that she was the first woman that celebrated we can work together and there's enough business for all of us. So there's that point, that point that you were in the right group at the right time for somebody to make that right connection to you. But the other point is, sticking to your own value your company brand after you saw what had happened knowing that if this product was going to move forward the story and the feeling had to be attached to it and if you weren't part of it you were willing to say that's okay and some people would be thinking oh are you crazy you're not going to go to the shopping channel you're not going to QVC but that's the point I want to make.
1: Totally. Yeah. And it's um, there. I, I don't know exactly how to word it, but I, I just feel like there's a, a misconception early on in the business that myself and my mom and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are guilty of that. Like there's somebody out there that, that knows, more than you that like if they if if they would just wear Zimbal like it, it would just take off or in this case like this lady's been a a host on HSN for 15 years like oh of course like you just take this and like go ahead and just just get us on and it's all going to be good and like that that's not the case like you you are the expert of your own business and you need to take ownership and there really isn't this like this person or if we do this then this will happen that that isn't of your own doing you know like there, there are cases of it but for the most part I think we always kind of thought like oh, if it was a celebrity that oh if she would just wear it it'd all be good and like that, it, would, that be, it would be
0: good for 10 minutes
1: totally yeah it's not okay. it's not sustainable we,
0: we need exactly. to take, we, we need to take a break So I want to take a break, but we're talking about, again, perception. We're talking about inspiration. We're talking about loving your brand. We're talking about you have to own your story and be connected. And we're always talking about the glass half full. So you and I, we talk about everything is wonderful. And we look at things um, with the perception of positive and goodness But you and I both know as entrepreneurs, again, that there are some setbacks. So I wanna take a break, but I want you to go into the worst piece of advice you ever got after the break.
1: Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com.
0: We're back to Love Brand You with my guest, Dane Short of Zimbal. Dane, before the break, we were talking about if you could share with us the worst piece of advice you got or some other obstacle that has that been in your way in your quest for having Zimble out there in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, and I know I, I talked a little bit earlier about it being kind of an organic decision to, to start going to these bigger wholesale shows in Dallas and Atlanta and, and everything. But we at that time had um, had a consultant that, that we were kind of working with that had made some pretty successful products, but at the same time, he had an equation of stick it into the box, you know, this is what you do and then it's going to come out this way. Um, and and he he really did not take the time to understand the, the concept of Zimbal and the story and everything that we've been talking about thus far and kind of how it does impact people emotionally. And he, you know, his equation was kind of, First off, we, we get everything manufactured in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, first off, go go to China so you can cut down your costs everywhere. And then let's start, let's put a bunch of money, you know, these $10,000 booths at these shows, you got to get out there. Let's start writing orders and let's get as much distribution as you can. So cut your costs by going to China, start spending a lot of money to get in front of buyers and then the product will just fly off the shelves. Um, and unfortunately at that time since we were so young and this individual had such a track record um of making products successful in in that format it's not something that any of those products might not still be around or it's not this lasting kind of impacting people's lives in a positive way type thing but um we kind of trusted him and that was just you know me being naive and kind of what we were talking about earlier, too, with thinking that someone else can make it happen for you or this person knows more than me and and not quite um, having or the ownership what, yet.
0: By, or feel what you feel about the product so, totally. so that they can take it and, and sell it in a way that you're selling the feeling.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that same person had said at one point it it was kind of weird that they they try to buy the the company from us for just a really offensive amount and uh said like well if we don't go with you you know we could just get a I could just make another little circle with letters in it we could just sell it uh somewhere else like basically (laughs) saying we could rip you off and you know that that happens in business and, and there are people with that mindset of just let's let's make a quick buck let's go and let's rip off this idea just cause it's working. You know, and one thing we stand pretty confident in is that our, our family story can never be replicated. And even with the, the trademarks and the, the copyrights and everything on the yeah. design, like in, in theory, when we tell the story of the product, we literally tell people how my mom made it. So we're saying like this, this is exactly how you would make this doodle, whether or yeah. not you, yeah. you know, someone's going to go out there and yeah. replicate it or anything's obviously a different, uh, different discussion there. But yeah, I would say that's, that's probably the worst advice we received. However, that is, you know, when you look back, you can connect the dots and that whole rabbit hole ended up just being part of the journey that then led to what we discussed earlier with going to eWomen and then meeting the, the HSN to the QVC. And I mean, it's all when you look, when you're in it, it's obviously, can be terrible and you know financially stressful and everything if you do make it on the other side you have the the uh, ability to kind of have hindsight and look back on it at this point like I'm I'm glad for for that journey and um, that lesson and just knowing that segment of the business And, and we still do remain in stores to this day we just now know when we get emails from stores saying do you guys do wholesale I'm able to Find out very quickly. Ask a few questions about the store and find out if it will work there or not.
0: Well, and that's about knowing your product, knowing your story, knowing your brand. Will it be a fit?
1: Yeah, and will if it be it's a fit?
0: If, if it's not a
1: fit, that's okay too. Can't force a square peg through a round hole, you know. That's right. <laughs>
0: tell tell me what's one of your best daily habits i I like to get this question in of every guest so what's one of your best daily habits that keeps you aligned with your brand
1: um, so like many other entrepreneurs out there that are are listening um, you know med- meditation is is a big thing um, you know Tony Robbins talks about this thing called priming um, with kind of a breathing exercise, and i've kind of taken like a segment of meditation and priming and then incorporated Zimbal in, into it where I can kind of wake up every morning and, you know, I, I wear Zimbal as a, as a pendant and actually hold it, hold my Zimbal pendant and kind of do a, a focused breathing pattern and think about everything that I'm grateful for that day. And since there is every letter of the alphabet and every number in it, it, it contains all of the things that that I'm grateful for. And then what's cool about that is as I then continue on with my day, if I catch a glimpse of the mirror, I, you know, brush, brush something. And I, I remember that I'm actually wearing my zimbal, and I kind of look down. And then that day I know, I know what I'm grateful for. So it's this kind of constant reminder that I'm, that I'm wearing. So, yeah. And, and, and I, I, I love the concept of journaling. Um, I was kind of an everyday guy for a while and I almost felt like it turned into something on my to-do list rather than organically wanting to kind of get it out and, and write. And, um, I've scaled back to like once, once a week. And, um, sometimes we'll go two or three weeks without journaling or sometimes we'll do five days in a row. Um, I'm trying to kind of ride the 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 natural ebbs and flows of kind of where where I'm at mentally and and I don't want to look at everything you read and everywhere you see it's meditate and journal and mindfulness and it's it's really good for you and and I agree with those things I just don't want to turn them into another thing on my to-do list I want to do them because they are having a positive impact on me um And I don't, I don't want to force it. So it is kind of this natural wake up and, you know, some days if, if the to-do list is big or I've got something going on or like, I just go, go with the flow. And I think, I think that's a big deal to not get stressed out about, I have, I missed my meditation today and now I'm getting anxiety because I missed doing something that's supposed to take my anxiety away right? Like a I bit-
0: like how you say that. I was just thinking that same thing this morning because typically, typically I journal every morning. Typically that, that is my habit, but I can honestly say that probably for the last two weeks, I haven't. I've mm-hmm. done, I've done my quick prayers or I've done a quick meditation. I, you know, I wake up and I think of, you know, gratitude or, you know, I do have a, a mini habit that i do daily regardless but i was starting to feel that pressure too i was starting to think oh i haven't journaled but when i looked at all of the things i was accomplishing that needed to get done but i actually love doing and like you you were talking about having it organically flow and, and feeling good about your day that's the way my last few weeks has been so i said the exact same thing to myself when i woke up this morning why are you stressing about something that's supposed to make you feel better? So I love that you said that.
1: <laughs> I've i love that you said that too, because that's not something I've discussed with many other people. Like it's kind of an internal thing. So I'm really glad to hear that I'm not alone, alone in that, you know, it's, it's all about setting yourself up to have a good day. And you know, the, I think we're both on the same page with, you know, thoughts create things and just, you know, your mindset, um, is 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 super important and like if i wake up on certain days um and i'm focused and i i have energy and i'm ready to go like i i will sometimes i just will get into it like i'm i'm ready you know yeah it's why why delay out something to go meditate and and journal on days i, I just i want to go so good I'm not 100% alone.
0: when yes. when I'm excited <laughs> okay. to to get the day going because I know what I have because the the night before I know what I'm going to do the next day. So yes. if I if I've got that list of well I I'm excited about and, and especially today I've got a lot of uh, great interviews on my calendar and and you're one of them. I want to get back to perception because we were talking about that and we're talking about, um, with you, the last time I talked, we were talking about inspiration and perception. So yes. quickly tell me what you mean by that.
1: So the, the, the whole concept, as we've been talking about with Zimbal is that, you know, someone's looking at the design and, whether it's the lady who saw her husband's initials in there or the lady who her son had passed, like when, when she sees it, she sees that. It's finding inspiration through how you perceive Zimbal. So everybody on this earth is united, but they're also unique. And we like to think about Zimbal the same way. Everybody can be united through Zimbal because they're all wearing the exact same design, However, everybody's unique because the Zimbal represents something different to them, you know, and it's it's how they're perceiving it and they're finding inspiration through the way that they're perceiving Zimbal. So that's a, it's a good way to explain kind of the, the concept behind behind Zimbal.
0: Okay, I have to write that down and I have to tweet it out. What, yes. did, what did you say? You United yet unique. What did United.
1: You say? Yeah, united and unique.
0: Okay, united and unique. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through this audio and I'm gonna come up with something to to tweet out. Do Sweet. Danny, How how can our listeners connect with you?
1: Um, so you can go to uh, Zimble, which is just the word symbol but with a Z. Zimble.net. Um, we're on the social media platforms, Instagram, uh, and Facebook as just Zimble Symbol. Um, do reach out. I know uh, we talked a little bit about kind of where we were with with QVC and and becoming the best seller there. We we were lucky enough to do that and then came around to um, being able to launch into our direct sales program where we have people who now start their own Zimble business as a Zimbologist. And we literally just launched that on um, the second week of February. So it's, it's brand new. It's something we're super excited about. So when you do check out the website, you can learn more about becoming a Zimbologist and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I think it's important since this is via podcast and we're talking about this design that people are in their cars going like, what, what is the design? Very important to go to the website or the social media platforms. So you can at least see what we're talking about.
0: I'll have your information on the show page and what I'll do is I'll put the link to the Instagram feed because I think that's where, you know, you can, you can see the photos and, and so many of us are on Instagram and uh, can see the photos there. Two things before we go. One, give us a quick um, overview on the, your buy and give program.
1: Yeah. So um, one of my, favorite entrepreneurs that I've been inspired by is Blake Mykoski from Tom's Shoes. Um, His his book, Start Something That Matters, really inspired me to look into how we could implement giving into our business model. Um, They obviously do the, you buy a pair of shoes, we gift one to a child in need. Um, What we ended up setting up was this Buy Plus Give program where every quarter, uh, my family and I pick out a children's hospital or a, a children's organization. And we gift uh, acrylic Zimbal pendants to every kid there. So um, the fourth quarter of last year, we did Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. They have 500 beds. So we sent them 500 Zimbal pendants um, in Philadelphia Eagles colors, green and white. And then uh, they get a booklet with a pendant that has them trace out different inspirational messages. So it's almost kind of like a journal and they're filling out today is good because I love and we have kids trace out things like never give up, you're a warrior fight, like really, really cool um, and inspirational stuff. And, and to kids, it's almost kind of like a puzzle. Um, you know, we've always thought of Zimbal as a gift to our family. So we we wanted to pay it forward. And that's kind of the program um, that we set up. We originally were, were just in children's hospitals. And then we had um, some organizations that work with foster kids reach out, and some organizations that work with kids with autism. And so we kind of sat down as a family and said, you know, we're going to open this from children's hospitals to also include organizations that work with kids. And um, it's been it's been a really cool program, and it's essentially the way it's funded is just by sales. You know, as as we're in business, we've committed as a family to gift those pendants every quarters, and. You can see videos of that on our, on our website and YouTube channel as well.
0: Oh, that every time you talk about that, I feel it in my heart. I, yeah, I'm so Thank glad, you. I'm so glad you're doing that. And listeners, you can head to zimble.net to find out more about that and connect with Dane. And if you, you know, have a charity, or if there's something that you want to talk about, your inspiration, your perception, uh, within, reach out. Yeah. Lastly, give us your best parting words of advice.
1: Um, so I have a quote on my wall from Seth Godin that says, Instead of wondering when your next vacation is. Maybe you ought to set up a life that you don't need to escape from. And, but it just resonated, resonated with me so much. The first time I read that in thinking that like, we only have this one life. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is our one shot. Like why would we spend our lives doing something that we didn't want to do or spending five days of the week looking forward to that weekend or spending six months looking forward to that one vacation that you can then escape from your life. Like this, this is your life. Why, why are you doing something you need to escape from? And the concept of like, instead of wondering when your next vacation is setting up a life that you just don't need to escape from it. It just makes so much sense to me that you would create something that you didn't, you didn't have to think like, Oh, I can't get to, can't get away from this. And I, I mean, I hate what I do. You know, people spend the majority of their lives working. So I think it's important to have an appreciation for life and realize that you can do anything that you want to do. And you look at these extraordinary lives of other people um, out there, just doing just amazing stuff. You know, just so in- inspiring to see whether it's the the celebrities or the entrepreneurs or just stuff that people do is just mind blowing. And like as Steve Jobs had said, you know, every look around, look around at everything around you, and the people that created it are no not that much smarter than you are. Like we have the ability to be the person that impacts and creates. And uh, I think it's important to just realize that you're in control of your life and your thoughts and you can create a life to order.
0: What you're doing.
1: I'm trying to do it. I, (laughs) you know, and regardless of, and I think anyone would say that even, you know, from there's another quote that Prince uh, had, had said that, he's been at the top of the mountain and there's nothing up there. And you know, it goes back to that whole concept of like enjoying the process of building it. And I think that I've been guilty of like looking at this, this day in the future. Once we get this amount in sales, then, then I'll be happy. Or Once we get this many Zimbologists enrolled, then then I'll be happy and trying to take a step back. And like, I'm, I want to be happy today. You know, the present moment is, is the only thing that we have. And, uh, trying to realize that and actually stay, stay happy and not be living in the past or the future or, you know, have that greener grass, greener grass theory of, you know, you look across at a uh, mountain range from, from way in the distance and it looks beautiful. And then you walk over to that mountain range to find out that it's dirt and rocks and trees. And from a distance, it looks great. But once you're there, like it's just stuff. and, And that's kind of the, how I look at the present moment as like, this is it. Like I'm in it. There is no lofty future thing like that. This is it. So thank you. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to do it. it's a, it's a daily process to stay grateful and, and keep it moving and appreciate life.
0: And be in the moment. Okay. Yeah.
1: Being in the moment. Yes.
0: Thank you, <laughs> Dean, for being here. Listeners head on over to zimble.net. I'll have thank that you, information. Sam. Oh, you're so welcome loved having you on the show I'll have all of the information on the show page I'm your host Sam Rafus and until next time keep sharing the love appreciate it love brand you with Sam Rafus if you like what you heard on today's show head to iTunes and subscribe to love brand you you can leave a comment a review or send Sam a note for recommendations on a future guest you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening to Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. For more, visit samrafus.com. S A M R A F O S
1: S.com.
0: This is the EWN Podcast Network.